Uh, Rabbi Aaron Ariel Lavi is in our studio. He is the founder of Hakel. Uh, he founded Hakel in 2014 to spark and support new expressions of Jewish life in the diaspora by nurturing the growth of intentional communities, groups of people drawn together by mutual interests with advisors, seed funding, and network building provided for a period of three years. Uh, Aaron Ariel Lavi, shalom, and welcome to JM in the AM. Shalom, good morning. I did my due diligence. I prepared for this morning's conversation with the material I was handed, and I'm still, I still need to ask you to explain exactly what Hakel is and what intentional communities are. Okay, I'll be glad to do that. Um, so I'll start with the community because this will help us understand what Hakel is. Okay. Um, an intentional community is a group of people, usually small, a small group of people of young people, um, that gather around shared values and a shared vision. They live communally in a way. It doesn't mean they live in a commune in the same building. They can live in the same area and, right. and share a certain aspect of their life. And they also use their power as a community, as a platform to do good for the larger community around them. It can be education, so social activism, culture, whatever it is. And, and the idea is that it, it captures people, especially what we call millennials or younger people, uh, in a way that many other frameworks are not able to. Because it really speaks to their values, speaks to, speaks to their, uh, even I would say to our, because I also consider, consider myself a millennial. Um, <laughs> this, this mindset of um, flat hierarchies or flat structures and more like do it yourself. Right. What, what, would be a, what would be a good example of this? If I, if I saw a city or a community or a, an area that was dominated by people that what? That had what type of vision or what type of goal? Would that be a good example of an intentional community? Yeah, well, there are many examples. I can give you maybe one from Paris and then maybe one from New York. Sure. But, so in Paris, for example, one of the most uh, successful communities we have is called the uh, Jew Salsa. Now, you can hear from the name not what, what they do, basically. They, they take music and dancing and, and culture and use it as a, as a way to re revitalize Jewish life uh, in Paris. And now they have also communities right. in Marseille and Lyon and Brussels. And For Brussels. people who would have no Jewish connection otherwise. Exactly. The idea is that many younger people are no longer attracted to the traditional structures. If it's synagogues or JCCs, or it's not because anything is wrong with them, it's right. just a different mindset, a different culture, a different generation. And, but, and, and many people tend to interpret this distancing as a sign that people are not, no longer interested in Judaism itself. Right. But what we see in Jerusalem, for example, or many other communities we have around the world, right now we have about 120 communities in 36 countries, so you can see it, it, it catches fire, it catches in many, many different places. What we see is that when you offer people the opportunity to do, to do Jewish, to live Jewishly, to reconnect the Jewish culture in a way that's more relevant for them, that resonates right. with them, such as in this case, so they have huge events around music and culture, and then it leads to more intimate gatherings and, and tech study and, right. and learning. What, what's a good New York example? So for example, this, this Shabbat I spent with a community we have on the Upper West Side called Upper West Side Jews. Um, I, I don't want to say we have, I mean, all communities are independent, right. we, we try to help them. Right. What, what is their focus? So their focus is, um, I would say, a more energetic and more uh, uh, social-oriented, social uh, modern Orthodox community. I mean, they, they, are, they all grew up like in either Yeshiva University right. or those places, um, but still they, they... They want to increase their social network of Jews. They want they to increase want to be the around. social network of Jews, they want to make it more participatory, right. more do-it-yourself. Um, so they're, they're completely in line 
with, with like halakhic practices and like they're not building like an, an underground, but right. they're building like something that's more relevant and more. So some so some might argue that that what you just described is the Upper West Side in general. Why do they need a specific community that you're, I don't know, helping them set up or helping them develop? Uh, I'm not sure you can see. First of all, the Upper West Side is, is a unique case because it's so transient. People uh-huh. come there for a year or two and they move. Right. I mean, many few, only a few people are there for like decades. Right. Most people just move around, move around all the time. So they give something that you, it, it's, it's easy to enter. doesn't require huge member, membership fees, for example, which is a, which is a big barrier for right. young people. Right. Especially if they say, like, I'm not going to stay in this neighborhood for more than two or three years. Why should I invest in, it, right? invest in like $1,000 a year in right. a synagogue that I'm not going to be a member of for, mm-hmm. for too long? So they give very low uh, entry bar. You pay per event. And you have lots of uh, opportunities for leadership. You can... It, it's it's an informal structure, so you can just come up with an idea. Like tonight, they're having an open bit midrash, for example. That someone initiated, got it, people got it, text, got a, a rabbi to give a lecture, and it becomes part of the traditions of the community. And that's what we see in also in many in many other places. So, in the Paris example, will there be a time eventually where they might accept or incorporate some ritual, some Shabbat, some Torah study into what they're doing? No, they already do that. I they mean, already they, have they, that. they celebrate Shabbat. They celebrate their huge, the 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 biggest the biggest event they have is called Hanukkah Revolution, uh, which is in Hanukkah, like in two weeks. They have people from all over France coming to a very nice place next to Euro Disney, and they have a, a huge Hanukkah event. Now, they do some more innovative stuff, but of course they talk about Hanukkah, about the content, about the the, the traditional story of it. It's not. It's very important to emphasize. It's not uh, just a community of people of Jewish descent. It's a Jewish community, right? Which is not the same thing, right? It's people, a, people who want to increase their, yeah, their, their they, they want to, to to express their Jewish identity, right? And and revitalize it right. in many ways. It's not just oh, we happen to be born Jewish, then let's do something together. Uh, Aaron Ariel Lavi is here. He's founder of Hakel. Good name, by the way, because Hakel means to gather, right? Yeah, so of course. So gather everyone together, and you're doing that on an individual basis around the world. So how did how did this catch on? Like I'm trying to, I'm trying still to understand exactly how this works and why this would be such an important thing to, um, to you know, develop in a community. I would think that each community individually would have the opportunity, you know, with a little bit of leadership and a little bit of initiative, to incorporate lectures, to incorporate Jewish music events, to incorporate, you know, whatever yeah. it is they're looking for. But it sounds like what you're telling us is that without the Hakel umbrella, or at least the the push that Hakel gives them, they wouldn't be as effective. Uh, yeah, I think that that that's true. First of all, as you said, Hakel comes from the word Kehila, right? Together, from, from, yeah. uh, from Pasuk to be uh, together, right. to, to, to gather the people. Um, now, many of those communities really sprout independently, but what we've seen over the years is that the success rates of communities is about one or two to ten. So, out of, out of ten communities that will start, maybe one or two will survive naturally. Uh, what we're trying to do is to increase this number and make the statistics more positive. Uh, so what Hakel gives those communities as a network is uh, professional mentoring and advice from people who've been in the community development business for many years. I've been doing this for the last 18 or 17 years, and we have a team of 20 advisors worldwide. Um, we give them some seed, seed, seed funding. Uh, we give them some uh, networking and seminars. By the way, the whole, the whole project is in uh, partnership with the Israeli Ministry of Diaspora Affairs, which also gives 
also begins like the, the Israel flavor right. and the, the Israel diaspora connection. Right. Well, now mix. I'm getting it more. Without you guys, a lot of these events would be one-time events, and <laughs> they would they would die out afterwards and would not have any lasting effect. You're there both to advise and in whatever capacity you can to help move things along to develop and grow. Exactly. So, and and when we talk to people, the main thing they tell us, uh, I mean, the the, the, thing, the thing they tell us that helps them most is not the funding, even though funding is always. Uh, Key always, always, always nice to have. Right. It's actually the professional advice uh, because you know building a community is not rocket science, but it's also not just okay. Let's put people in a room and we become a community. Right. There's a huge array of academic knowledge and experience and uh, tools and practices yeah. that you can use to. Yeah, the same way just, the same way a community may turn to someone who's been successful running fundraising events and say, exactly. "What do I do? What do I do? How does it work?" And then all of a sudden, a year later, they've run a couple of good events. Same thing here. Exactly. Who do you surround them with? Where do you get the people that serve as advisors and professional help? So some of the advisors come from Israel. Uh, Israel has a very long-standing movement of intentional communities uh, called in Hebrew, Kehilot uh, Mesimatiot. It's been around from the, since the 1980s. It, yeah. it's sort of like inherited. Uh, but or, now it seems to be getting a bigger because the impression is that Israel feels an even greater responsibility in the position they're in now to help the diaspora. Yeah, I, I don't help. I think that collaboration or, or partnership is, right. is the word because uh, to partner with that. Is, Israel is no is no longer at the point that it's like this fledgling new state that needs right. every dollar it can get to survive. Israel is an OECD country. To some extent, our economy is doing even a bit better than America. But I'm Israeli, so I'm biased. I don't know if that's uh, <laughs> no. It's a, it's a, it's a, the eighth most powerful country in the world. Like right. it's not like uh, I mean we still need help in, in in many aspects, but we have a lot to give back and, and create this partnership. So many of the advisors come from the Israeli movement. People have a lot of experience in creating those communities. Some of them come from the United States, some come from Europe, but basically it's, it's uh, professionals. And do they travel? Does someone like yourself and others travel to these places? Yeah. To- they, I mean, most of the advice, advisor work is done online. Right. Uh, but at least once a year they will visit the community because there's nothing like seeing the place with their own eyes and talking to people and, and seeing what's going on. So you've had a major effect here in the eastern part of the United States. Other parts of the United States as well? Yeah, in the United States, we have some, something like 45 communities from the West Coast to the East Coast. And the rest of the communities are in Europe, Eastern Europe, Latin America. And South you Africa. find them or they find you? So sometimes we find them. Like we look for, our, for example, like Habolin Draw, which is a, a local, you know, like a national youth movement in America. So we came to them and then we started working with their alumni and creating long term communities with people who've been to Habolin Draw. And uh, want to continue. By the way, the, the, so, the project is very pluralistic. So we have people like Orthodox on the Upper West Side. But we have also uh, people like from secular communities in Habon Indoor. Uh, so sometimes we find them. Sometimes they apply to us. We get apl- applications online. And uh, and what we see that besides the the advice and the funding and all that, one of the things that is most significant for them is to actually be part of the network, not just to be to get the direct support. I mean, for example, th- think of a community in, in Vienna, right. in, in Austria, right. which is a big city, but right. in terms of Jewish community, it's pretty small. It's, uh-huh. it's on the, the periphery of the Jewish world. So for them to be connected all of a sudden to communities in Melbourne and New York and Chicago and, uh, you know, Argentina, and all those places, and they, they gather once a year in our annual conference, the next one is going to be in Israel in March, and they meet one another on Israel trips, and they have local seminars and have webinars, and you know, and Facebook and all that. So all of a sudden, you feel that you're part of a global network, and... That you're not, not alone. And Hakel is in every city you just mentioned. Yeah, and many more. We are, as I said, we have 120 communities. By the end of the year, end of the year, we hope to get to 140. 
in 36 countries and six continents, basically. Is it, um, is it difficult when you're dealing with certain communities where you might think it's better for them to consider moving to Israel as opposed to building the community where they are? Well, that's a very good question. Um, some places in the Jewish world are, are very small, and you know, there is a critical mass that if you go below it, it's very hard to actually maintain a sustainable Jewish community. Uh, but what we see is that most young Jews are actually moving towards the big cities. They're actually doing the opposite move of their parents' generation, which Jews moved from the big cities to the suburbs. Right. Now people are moving back from the suburbs into the to the big cities, right. so and that's everywhere. You see that's that. everywhere. It's it's not just a Jewish phenomenon. Right. It's it's a global phenomenon right. of people moving back into the big cities. Mm-hmm. So um, that's one thing. Uh, you know, in general, Hakel is not like we, we do not. We give advice and, and instructions. I'm and asking the, the question only because you're from Israel and have a great appreciation for what Israel can offer if a if somebody would you know come there from yeah. the diaspora. That's all. I mean, I've, you know, part of the program is an Israel trip. That people see the communities in Israel and also see Israel from a different angle that you would see on most other trips. Yeah. Why is it necessary and, in Israel? Uh, bec- Isn't got, there plenty that that's offered to communities and people in Israel that would serve that need? Why do they need Hakel? No. Uh, Hacker works outside Israel, but right. we, we use the Israel trip for Hacker ah, to, to, to learn from the Israel communities, from right. these communities. Now, some people, and we have a few cases like this, uh, were so amazed by what they sh- what they've seen. We have people actually made aliyah. Now, this is not the, the purpose of the program. We right. we're not an aliyah but program. But once people connect with Israel, but once people happens, connect and they see like what's going on, like birthright, etc. Yeah, so, so so it happens. Uh, you know, eventually, in in the in the no, big Jewish vision, having everybody in Israel is a, is a great uh, right. thing to have and a great dream. Well, realistically, it's, it's, it's at this the, point... It's the dream. But you know, realistically, at this point, I think it's... I mean, the Aspera Jewry is, is uh, thinking it's on right. It's, uh, and, and the connection and partnership right. between every, all parts of the Jewish people is something that has to be... And, and the connection cannot always be just, okay, either you make aliyah or you donate money to Israel or... No, that, that's not the relationship that we should have. We should have a conversation. We should have... A, a mutual vision and a mutual purpose for the Jewish people that we build together. Oh, I understand what you're saying. If I if I lament what you're saying, there you know there might <laughs> that might be excusable, but I certainly understand what you're saying. Aaron Ariel Lavi is here. Information about all of this. What where do people go on the web? Where do they find out what you're doing uh, and find out more about Hakel? So Hakel is a project uh, of Chazon, which is a New York-based organization. Um, as, as I say, a partnership with the Ministry of the Aspera Affairs. Chazon well, meaning vision. Yeah, it's an organization that deals mostly with the Jewish environmental uh, things in the in the last 20 years. Um, and everything is on our website. It's uh, chazon.org slash hakel, H-A-K-H-E-L. Uh, hazon, H-A-Z-O-N dot org slash hakel, H-A-K-H-E-L. Do you fundraise for hakel? Is that part of the... Uh, yes, the- actually, uh, our agreement with the ministry, which again is an arm of the Israeli oh, government, right. is that we work on a matching fund basis. So they, they, they've committed uh, $3.6 million for five years, and we need to raise the rest. So, right. uh, so every donation we get is actually get, gets uh, multiplied by the Israeli government. And information about that is on the website as well? Can people donate there, et cetera? Um, yeah, people can donate on the website, and they also, can also reach out to us if they want a more substantial relationship. Uh, Hakel, which is five years old, is the first and largest global incubator for Jewish intentional communities. Its mission is to spark and support new expressions of Jewish life in the diaspora by nurturing the growth of intentional communities with mentorship, 
seed funding, and network building. And you heard uh, our own Ariel Lavie describe how that works in terms of mentorship, seed funding, and network building during this conversation. They are in partnership with Israel's Ministry of Diaspora Affairs, which uh, works to strengthen Jewish life and diaspora and connection to Israel, which, of course, we uh, support wholeheartedly. Information about all of this, hazon.org slash hakel, H-A-Z-O-N, dot org slash hakel, H-A-K-H-E-L. You can find out about the hundreds of communities that they are servicing, and uh, you can find out how you could donate and be part of the uh, support that Hakel uh, continues to need in order for the government to help them uh, continue its mission. Uh, it must be uh, interesting um, being in Israel the majority of the time and, uh, and watching carefully the growth of Jewish communities in the diaspora. Well, it's fascinating. As, as an Israeli, I grew up, you know, I'm, I'm Serba. I grew up in Israel. Right. You know almost nothing about the Jewish diaspora. <laughs> you know there are some Jews in America, but that's that's pretty much all you know. You and, never um, knew there was a second Seder. Right. Yeah, for example, <laughs> for example, I never knew there was a second Seder. I never knew many, many things that uh, happened here. And, you know, when I started coming to America, and I come here quite often, you see, you know, there's like, this is its own Jewish culture, and it's something that we need to celebrate. It's something we need to, to learn from. No question about it. And it's something we need to use as a base for the growth of uh, both Jewish tradition and Jewish ritual, frankly. And I'm sure that uh, continues to be uh, two of your goals. Uh, Tadaraba, yeah. thank you for joining us here. Thank this you morning. very much. Uh, Chazon.org, H A Z O N.org slash Hakel, H A K H E L. My thanks to our own Ariel Lavi, who uh, leads this unique project. Information about it go online. And of course, they welcome your donations to uh, help keep uh, the growth of diaspora Jewish communities as a priority. More coming up. You're listening to a Monday morning edition of JM and the AM.